Afternoon Theatre. Whether life or personal safety of members of the bank's permanent staff or their close family is threatened, the bank, under certain circumstances, is prepared to meet monetary demands where it is considered absolutely necessary. Before taking any action, the Chief Area Security Officer must be informed. We present John Bentley as Mr. Eastwood in Blood Money by R.D. Wingfield. Ah, good morning, Heather. Morning, Mr. Newman. What's the matter? That car, did you hear it? What car? It was as if someone was signalling. Oh, please, Heather, we've got enough on our plates with this new manager without having to worry about possible bank raids. I'd have thought Alan might have tried to be on time for once today of all days. There he is. Morning, Heather. Mr. Newman. Didn't think I was going to make it. Hurry up. You've got lots to do. Bring in the milk. First time I've seen the milk on our doorstep. If you came in on time, you'd always see it. Careful, Alan. Shake me up a bit. And where's your tie? Tie? Oh, in my pocket. If I'd stopped to put it on, I'd have missed the bus. And as I promised you, I'd be here on time. Yes, 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 all right. And run a comb through your hair. If the new manager sees you looking like a scarecrow... Ah, there's the post. And look at it. We could have done without that lot today. Make a start on this, would you, Heather? Right. There's no time to comb your hair, Alan. Phone the police station and ask them to turn off the alarm. Right away, Mr. Newman. Let's stir up the fuzz. Hello. Scotland Yard. Head of the murder squad, please. Alan. Oh, sorry. Hello, Sarge. No, it's me. Alan Bush, Benningman's Bank. Of course I've been to bed. Oh, we've got a new manager starting here today, so we're all doing a bit of crawling and coming early. I'm waiting, Alan. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Newman wants to go down the vault, Sarge, and count the tea bags. Yeah. Would you mind switching off the alarm system? Code word? Uh, what's the code word, Mr. Newman? You're supposed to know it. Cavalier. Hello, Sarge. It's rounded. Alan. No, I tell a lie. It's cavalier. <laughs> right. Yeah, ta-da. Okay, Mr. Newman, the alarm's off. You may enter the vaults with impunity. Supplies of which may be obtained from head office. I find this early morning humour very wearing. Oh, which is why I usually oblige you by coming in late. Any chance of a cup of tea? No, there isn't. I haven't had any breakfast. And whose fault is that? Not mine. I did you a favour by coming in early. You didn't come in early, you came in at your proper time. That had better be the pattern for the future, now this new man is taking over. I don't think it's fair, Mr Newman. They should have given you the managership. Well, they didn't. And that's an end to it. I expect they've got better things lined up for you, Mr Newman. A seat on the board, perhaps? Everything's a subject for joking with you, isn't it, Alan? I hope the new man has a sense of humour. He's going to need it. If anyone wants me, I'll be in the vault. Touched the old raw nerve there, Heather, I think. Well, he's had a rotten deal, hasn't he? He's set his heart on becoming manager. His trouble is he hides his light under a bushel. Oh, yeah? Yes. He does a lot of good work on the quiet. Did you know he was a prison visitor? Who does he visit? His mum and dad? Very funny. Come on, give me a hand with this post. Bring it over here. 
No, I've got to keep an eye on the switchboard until the temporary comes. Of course, we've got a temporary this week, haven't we? I'll open them, you can sort them out. Your every wish is my command. Poor Heather. You don't half smell nice. I haven't got any money. How's my aroma now? 20p. No. 10p. No. I just want to nip across the road and buy a couple of cakes. I'm starving. Come on, you lovely creature. I haven't got it. I've oh. barely got my fare home. Oh, Mr Newman will give you a lift in his car. He might, and then again he might not. I can't bank on it. I expect he'll be taking that temporary home. He did before. Oh, is it the same one? Oh, busty Bertha. I think so. This one's marked personal. Who's it addressed to? A new manager. Put the kettle on. We'll steam it open. Alan! Oh, blimey. What have I left undone down there? Come in, Mr. Newman. You wanted me, Mr. Newman? Look at this place. Look at it. I thought I told you to tidy it up last night. It's better than it was. You haven't touched it. What the new manager's going to think I shudder to contemplate. And you still haven't combed your hair. No, no, no. Leave it now. Give me a hand with these boxes. Oh. I don't know why we're having to be so fussy. It's not as if he's got much of a record to be proud of. Who are you talking about? Eastwood, the new manager. Mr. Eastwood to you? All right, Mr. Eastwood. But he was still booted out of his last branch for being a bit too fond of the old bottle. How on earth did you know that? I keep my ear to the ground. I don't know where you heard it, Alan, but I don't want it to go any further. It's supposed to be confidential. Since you know, there's no harm in admitting that he did have a slight problem. But it's all cleared up now. A thing of the past. I hope you haven't discussed this with anyone else. Of course not. Good. I wouldn't want it to go any further. In fact, that's an order. My lips are sealed, Mr. Newman. Still, it does seem a bit hard on you. Next in line for the managership and being passed over in favour of an alcoholic. That's enough, Alan. Look at the time. The money should be in the tills by now. Mr. Newman! What is it? Is he a bill? No, it's the temporary. Oh, dear, dear. New manager, a temporary on the switchboard, and we're all behind. But I'd better see her. Come down with the clerk, would you, Right, Mr. Newman. Well, what's to be done then? Oh, well, he's done the silver, so it's just the notes. Right. I'll do my raffles job on the safe. I tackled him about Eastwood being a drunk. You didn't. Yeah. If he knew you'd steamed open that confidential memo last week, he'd murder you. He told me not to mention it to you, as he didn't want it blabbed round all the pubs in town. Shake! Mum's the word. I phoned up his old branch last night. You didn't. Spoke to the junior clerk there. He was on overtime too. He said most of the time Eastwood was supposed to be in charge. He was incapable. Sozzled to the eyeballs. I say. You know the manager's hospitality cupboard where all the booze is kept? Yes. Eastwood drunk it dry in a day. Never. Honest, every last drop. He was paralytic. Well, the under-manager had been covering up for him. But that was the last straw. They wouldn't let him come here if he was still like that, surely. I wouldn't put anything past our head office. Look at me. Eight months' service and still haven't been promoted. Why won't this open? Ah! Uh, oh. Now, nah, there's a lovely sight. Look at it. Over 50,000 quid. 
And I haven't even got enough to buy a lousy cake. Beautiful. Let's take off our clothes and wallow in it. In all that filthy, germy money? No, thank you. Then let's take off our clothes and think of something else to do. No. Then lend me five p for a packet of crisps. No. You're driving me to crime. All that money. I don't suppose our drunken manager would miss a couple of handfuls. You wouldn't. You're right. Uh, I wouldn't. When I commit my big crime, it'll be for more than a couple of handfuls of pound notes. If I couldn't get away with a lot in one fell swoop, I wouldn't bother. all there. Right. You and Heather will have to cover the tills this morning. Okay. Right, Mr. Newman. I'll relieve you if I can, but I imagine I'll begin with Mr. Eastwood most of the time. And where the hell is Mr. Eastwood? We break our necks and miss our breakfast to get here on time, and he's more than half an hour late already. I can't think what's delayed him. It's not as if the pubs are open. Alan. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I apologise. Your tongue is going to get you into serious trouble one of these days. Oh, another thing. Miss Gray is only a temporary, so please keep phone calls to an absolute minimum. Mm. If anyone wants me, I'll be in the manager's office. Stand by for the customers to come flooding in. Not a sausage. What a dead and alive hole this is. What we want is a nice bank robbery to wake us all up. I don't want a robbery, thank you. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> We're quite safe. Even if the thieves could find this one-horse town on the map, what's 50,000 quid these days? It wouldn't even buy two Rolls Royces. You notice we mustn't overwork Miss Big Bust on the switchboard. Uh -huh. I told you he was sweet on her. Well, she's a cracker, isn't she? If you like that sort of thing. I do. I do. So where's Mr. Eastwood? I'm supposed to let Mr. Newman know the minute he comes in, and I haven't the faintest idea what he looks like. Oh, you can't mistake him. He'll come staggering in with a red nose, a bottle in each hand, and see Nellie D. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, sorry, sir. Didn't notice. No, oh, you were too busy gossiping. I'm Mr. Eastwood, the new manager. Uh, 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 Mr. Eastwood? Yes. Uh, uh, good morning, sir. N Mr. Newman's in your office, sir. If you'd like to come with me... I can find my own way, thank you. Stay here and try and keep your mind on your work. Yes, sir. That was him. So I gathered. Do you think he heard me? Unless he's stone deaf. Oh, blimey. That's got us off to a good start. I wonder how Newman's getting on with him. Welcome to Elsford, Mr. Eastwood. I was getting a bit worried. Thought you might have had an accident. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I believe that is my chair? Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. Uh, so you're Newman, previously the acting manager. You must hate my guts. I was disappointed, naturally, but I'm not a vindictive man. No? And how is it when I came in, I found the staff making jokes about me being a drunk? It could only have come from you. I assure you it didn't. Well, you can do your worst, but let me assure you of one thing. I am going to make a success of this job with or without your help. Whatever my disappointment, Mr. Eastwood, you will never get anything less than my full loyalty and support. Oh. Well, uh, please, sit down. Thank you. Uh, sorry, uh, I've uh, been on a terrific strain these past few days. 
Head office has been dotting I's and crossing T's for me. This is my last chance. This tuckney, hateney little branch, my last chance. One slip and... It's curtains. I'm out. Yes, this is rock bottom. They can't push me any lower. It's all I wanted. The bottom rung of the ladder is attractive enough when you're climbing up, but when you're falling down. What's the uh, daily cash flow here? It varies. Sometimes ten, sometimes fifteen thousand pounds. In my last branch, we had a daily cash flow of over a quarter of a million. What's the staffing here? There are three others, apart from you and I. I have nearly a hundred people under me. What happened? Well, you know what happened. Then, why did it happen? Why? You haven't met my wife, have you? She's a very ambitious woman. No sooner had I won one promotion that she was pushing me on for the next. And the next. Becoming neurotic, and so was I. I, I found drinking helped it. Helped me get through the day. The trouble was, every day I needed a little more to make it work. But you know the rest. Well, anyone else would have been sacked because my past record head office decided to give me one last chance. They sent me to a clinic to dry out and they stick me in this pit in little branch where I can do very little harm even if I blow it again. But I'm going to disappoint them. I'm not going to blow it. And how has Mrs. Eastwood taken all of this? She's never going to forgive me for dragging us both down. Oh, um, are these the keys? Uh, yes, they're all marked. Yeah. Uh, do we have the drinks coming? Uh, just there. Ah. Good. Reasonably well stocked, you work uh, one? Uh, not this early, thank you. <clears throat> Do you think you should? That's one. I'll never get through the day if I don't. She's leaving me. What? My wife. She's leaving me. We had one hell of a row this morning. That's why I was late. My dear fellow, I'm most terribly sorry. I'm never sorry. You've taken much more of it. My hands, they're shaking. What's that on your cuff? It, it's blood. Well, damn, I, I never noticed. I cut myself shaving. Come. Thought you'd like a nice cup of coffee, Mr. Eastwood. Oh, sorry. Didn't know the bar had already opened. Just put it on the desk, will you? Right, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Eastwood. Oh, I suppose it'll be all round the branch that I'm hitting the bottle again. I'll have a word with Alan. I don't think you'll find we're such a bad bunch once you get to know us. No. Uh, I'm sure not. I, I apologize for my initial hostility. I'll get it. Eastwood. How's your wife, Mr. Eastwood? Hmm? Who is it? A friend. Phone you home and uh, find out how your wife is. Hello. Hello. Nothing wrong, is there? You look as white as a sheet. I don't know. 
which ward? Uh, Miss Gepi, my home, would you? Wardley, 329. Yes, sir. There's a man. Wouldn't give his name. Said I should ring my home. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I must have the wrong number. Switchboard. Uh, uh, miss, you gave her the wrong number. I, I want Wardley, 329. Oh, sorry, sir. I'll try it again, sir. Right, I'll, I'll hang on. There's the door, must I? Uh, she's only a temporary. The regular girl's on holiday. Oh. Ah, good, it's ringing now. While you're on the phone, I'll see how they're getting on outside. Right. Is that? You won't hang up this time, will you, Mr. Eastwood? You've got the right number. Wardley 329. Who are you? What are you doing in my house? We're looking after your wife, Mr. Eastwood. That's what we're doing. Making sure nothing nasty happens to her. What is this? Blackmail? Splendid, Mr. Eastwood. I knew we wouldn't have to waste time on the preliminaries. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Blackmail. Or perhaps demanding money with menaces. Or perhaps it's better to think of it as life insurance. If you want to see your wife alive again, then we want £40,000 in ones and fives in the hour. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. There we are. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. So what happened then? I just put the coffee on his desk and scooted. I tell you, Heather, he'll turn this place into a four-ale bar before he's finished. Sawdust on the floor, beer pumps on the counter. Alan, I want a word. Ah, oh, uh, Mr. Newman, the very man. Reckon you could relieve me while I nip out and get a sandwich or something? No, I couldn't. Mr. Eastwood hasn't finished with me yet. I wouldn't be a couple of ticks. Well, could the switchboard girl relieve me? Certainly not. She's only a temporary. Well, could she nip out and get me a sandwich while I keep an eye on the For ball? the last time, no. You'll oh. just have to wait until lunchtime. Now, you listen to me. That matter we discussed this morning, I was under the impression I had your word, your solemn word, that it would be kept confidential. Oh, of course you have my word, Mr. Newman. <laughs> so much so that the first thing the new manager hears when he enters the branch is you talking about it. What can I say, Mr. Newman? I'm sorry, honest. I won't mention it again. <sighs> All right. Uh, Mr. Newman! They're coming! Now, don't forget. Honour bright. Did you see his bloodshot eyes? I bet that brandy bottle's bone dry. You wanted me, Mr. Eastwood? Uh, yes. Well, shut the door. Are you all right? Yeah. How much cash are we carrying at this precise moment? Well, as you know, we're only a small branch. We never carry much except for the factory payroll. How much? And the balances are on your desk somewhere. Ah. Yeah, here we are. As at last night, we held £52,874.78. How much in notes? 16,000 in fives, 26,000 in ones. That's uh, 52,000. That's right. Now, tens... No, I'm not interested in tens. It's my wife. What? She's been kidnapped. With that phone call, it was from my house. They've, they've got my wife. They... They threaten to kill her if I don't let them have 40,000 pounds in one and five pound notes. Good heavens. 
I can't believe it. Are you sure it's genuine? Oh, it's genuine, all right. They'll let me speak to her. You spoke to your wife? Only for a moment. She's terrified. Two men are holding her. They, they knocked her about. You heard them knock her about? Yes. Dear God, you must call the police. No, they specifically warned against that. They say they're watching the bank. And the sign of the police, and that's it. <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it? The times I've wished her dead. Should that tell them to go to hell? How did you leave it? Well, I told them I'd have to contact head office for the authorities who hand over the money. They're phoning back in ten minutes for an answer. You want the chief area security officer? Oh, I know. I've got the firefall safe. Good old head office to lay down procedure to meet all eventualities. Switchboard. Get me head office, miss. Security section. Um, who do you want there, please, sir? What's his name? Savage. Uh, Mr. Savage. No one else. Yes, sir. And it's urgent. Right away, sir. Do you know, Mr. Savage? Oh, no, we came under a different area in my old branch. A bit pompous, but very efficient. Mm. Yes? Area security, Savage. Uh, Mr. Savage, Eastwood here, manager Elsford branch. I don't think we've met Mr. Eastwood. No, I only took over this morning. Ah, yes, I, I remember reading your file. What can I do for you, Mr. Eastwood? I've, I've just had a ransom demand. What? Yes, they've got my wife. They want £40,000 in ones and fives within the hour, or they'll kill her. Do you think they mean it? Oh, yes. They let me talk to her. Been a bit rough already. My dear chap. Look, don't worry. Have you got that amount of money in your vaults? Yes. Well, what's the procedure of handing it over? I don't know yet. They're, they're going to phone back. Right. You sit tight and wait. I'll get in touch with the police from this end. Oh, no, they said they'd kill her if we contacted the police. Well, they won't know. Damn it all, Eastwood. We're not amateurs up here, you know. We have had experience of this sort of thing before. The police will be discreet, I promise you. Yes, but... Don't waste time giving me any more details now. The inspector can phone me when you fill him in. I... 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 Now, the money. Providing we can take certain safeguards, I'm pretty certain I can get board approval for you to hand it over. Oh, thank you. That's what we're here for. Did you tape the telephone conversation? But why no? Now, use one of your dictating machines with a telephone attachment. Tape all calls that come in. The police will want them. All oh, right. The important thing is, don't worry. We'll back you to the hilt. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Savage. Uh, he's going to call in the police. He'd have to. What about the money? Well, he's pretty certain he can get board approval. Thank you for the man again. Do we have a dictating machine? In that drawer. Here? There we are. All right. All right. Just fix it to the phone. I see. Okay. Eastwood? Phoning back as promised, Mr. Eastwood. What's the decision? We'll pay what you ask. And no police? No. Good. Your wife will be relieved. She was getting quite worried. Now, if you'll listen carefully, I'll tell you exactly what you have to do. Uh, excuse me, uh, young man. Yes, sir? Uh, which is the uh, manager's office, please? Oh, just at the end there, sir. But I'm afraid he can't see anyone. Oh, uh, oh. Well, I'll just poke my head round the door. If he likes the look of me, he might invite me in. No, just a minute, sir. Look at that. Straight into Eastwood's office. Funny little bloke. Who is he? I don't know. He seems sure of his welcome. Probably a liquor salesman. Oh, I'm sorry, you must have the wrong number. No, I don't think so, sir. There's no one of that name here. Oh, excuse me. Uh, who do they want? Well, someone called Froggit. It's for me. Uh, I'm someone called Froggit. Oh. oh, excuse me. Uh. Uh, hello, I'm speaking. Who the devil is he? I haven't the faintest idea. Yes. Oh, 
Oh, I see. No, leave it. Uh, they won't go back there. Move to your next position. If you want me, I'll be here. Just ask for... Oh, uh, what's your name, sir? Eastwood. Mr. Eastwood's office. Goodbye. Ah, well, uh, if you're Mr. Eastwood, sir, the other gentleman must be Mr. Newman. That's right. Would you mind telling us who you are? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you knew. Uh, Froggart, uh, Detective Inspector Froggart. Detective Inspector? You don't look like a policeman. <laughs> Flatterer. <laughs> I am, though. Uh, your Mr. Savage thought I should come down. Uh, do you and... have any identification? Of course I have. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, there we are, my uh, warrant card. Thank you. <laughs> Not very impressive, I know, but it's all they give us. Uh, would you like to see my check card? No, thank you. This seems in order. Uh, ta. Uh. Well, uh, we've already started looking into your little uh, problem, Mr. Eastwood. We've checked over your house. What? The, yes, the phone wires have been cut and there's uh, signs of forcible entry, but... Uh, no sign of your wife, I'm afraid. You, you've already checked my house? Yes, uh, two of my best men. Uh, that was them on the phone. But you know business doing that. Oh, come now, sir. If it's not our business, whose business is it? But if the kidnappers know I brought in the police, they'll kill her. Uh, don't worry. They're good lads. They look even less like policemen than I do. Well, not quite as bad as that, perhaps, but, uh, well, we know what we're doing. Well, uh, I hope you do, Inspector. If anything goes wrong... No, we're not infallible, sir, but we do our best. Uh, no, I understand from Mr. Savage there's only been one contact, and that was from your house. Well, there's now been a second. Oh. Yes, he rang about ten minutes ago. We got it on tape. Uh, shall I replay it? Oh, yes, uh, please. I'll just run it back to the beginning. Already? About here, I think. Promised, Mr. Eastwood? What's the decision? We'll pay what you offer. And no police? No. Good. Your wife will be relieved. She was getting quite worried. Now, if you listen carefully, I'll tell you exactly what you have to do. Get the money all ready. Ones and fives. Nothing higher. <laughs> At 12 o'clock precisely, a man will call to collect it. He'll be wearing white overalls and a peak cap, and will be carrying two large grey suitcases. He will ask for you. You will take the suitcases from him, pack them with the money, and lock them with the key you'll find inside, and hand the full cases back to him. You will follow these simple instructions to the letter. You will not try to detain or question the man. He knows nothing. He is not one of us. He's simply a paid messenger. Yes, he always is. We will be watching the bank. If we see that he's being followed, well, you'd better send your best suit to the cleaners to be dyed black. Is that all clear? Perfectly clear. When will you release my wife? It would be up to you to release her. We haven't got her anymore. At this precise moment, she's trussed and gagged. Mm -hmm. She can't move. She can't make herself heard. We've hidden her somewhere where you'll never find her. Isn't that dreadful? Unless we tell you where to look. If we don't tell you where to look, she'll stay. Hidden away until she quietly dies of exposure and starvation. Which is rather horrible to contemplate, isn't it? So just carry out our instructions to the letter, and as soon as we receive the money and check that it's all there, 
Suppose you recognize the voice? No, no, it's a good scheme. There's so many places around here they could hide your wife away without risk to themselves. Deserted mine shafts, underground caves. Oh, it could take months to find her. You'll have to tread very carefully. Well, uh, where's the money at the moment? We're down below in the vault. Well, we better have it up here. Don't risk keeping the man waiting when he arrives. If he panics and runs off, we've had it. I'll go and fetch it. Shall I give you a hand? Uh, no, thank you, Inspector. With all due respect, unauthorized personnel are not allowed down there. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's all right, sir. We all have our rules. And if you were money short, you'd only blame it on me, wouldn't you? Uh, we'd better tell the staff what's happening, Newman. I'll do it now. I shall want Alan to help me. Oh, uh, can I use your phone, sir? Oh, yes. Yes, yes of course. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well. All right. Oh, hello, miss. Uh, won't you get me your area security officer, please? Come on. Oh, hello. Mr. Savage, we spoke earlier. Detective Inspector Frogert. We've checked the house. Signs of a struggle. She isn't there. Uh, yes, sir. I don't think there's any doubt but that they'll carry out the effort. All right, you'd better speak to him. Uh, Mr. Savage for you, Mr. Eastwood. Oh, thank you. Hello? Eastwood, I've got permission for you to hand over the ransom. You, you have? Thank goodness. I can't tell you how grateful I am. Can I have the authority code? Yes. It's KX3982. KX3982. Have you got the money? Yes, I've got it. Now, keep me informed. Of course I will. Goodbye. Well, we've got authority to hand over the money. Forty thousand pounds. Uh, you there, Mr. Newman? Yes, I am. Where the hell have you been? I've been looking for you. Sorry, Mr. Newman. I just, uh, nipped out for a sandwich. After I expressly told you not to? Uh, yes, it was after that. I'm afraid gnawing pains of hunger overrode my desire to be obedient. You haven't heard the last of this, Alan. There's no time now. I want you to give me a hand with this money. Oh, you know what it's all about, I suppose. Uh, yes, Heather filled me in. Uh, not the tens, fives and ones only. And we're going to hand over 40,000? We haven't even recorded the numbers. Just get on with it, Alan. Look, Mr. Newman, I know I'm only the grade three junior clerk in that, but do you reckon this setup is really genuine? What do you mean? Well, Heather tells me that that weasley-faced little scruff upstairs is supposed to be a detective inspector. Well, then he's supposed to be. He is. I'll lay you odds of 20 to 1 that he's a fake. Rubbish. I've seen his warrant card. And I've seen his car. So I thought I'd better bring him up to you right away, Mr. Eastwood. Hmm. Well, let's get this straight. You left the bank to visit this sandwich bar. Entirely unauthorized, of course. Well, don't mind about that for now. What did you see, Warren? It was in the side street, just around the corner. This dirty, tatty, rusty old car, hand-painted emerald green. Then this bloke, Froggit, gets in and takes something from under the dashboard. So? A detective inspector, sir. They don't ride about in broken-down bangers like that. 
They have decent cars. If he's working undercover, he wouldn't come in his own car. Why not? It wouldn't be a police car. It would be a private car. A common or garden, run-of-the-mill private car. Yeah, that's a point. And something else. If he's coordinating this operation, he should have a two-way radio. Take it from me, there's no radio in that car. Newman, what do you think? His one car seemed genuine enough to me. Well, didn't give it more than a fleeting glance. No, I'm inclined to agree with the boy. Well done, lad. Thank you, sir. Where's Froggett now? Outside, chatting up the telephonist, sir. He's taken quite a fancy to her. Damn cheek. Let me see. Keep an eye on him, boy. Okay, Mr. Eastwood. Well, let me know the minute he makes a move to return. Right, sir. Now then, what, uh, what station do you say he came from? Uh, Stormwood. Stormwood. He's moved from the switchboard. He's talking to Heather. Excellent. Excellent. Switchboard. Miss, give me Thornwood police right away, please. Yes, sir. If he is a fake, then what? Then we get the real police roaring around here. And what will happen to your wife? I don't know. There he is. Thornwood police. Good morning. Uh, morning. Who am I speaking to? Station sergeant, sir. Uh, answer that other phone. Uh, Sergeant, my name is Eastwood. I'm the manager of Bennington's Bank at Elston. And what can we do for you, Mr. Eastwood? Do you have a Detective Inspector Froggett at your station? We do, sir. Is he shortish, sharp features, darkish, thinning hair? That sounds very much like the Inspector, sir. Would you like to speak to him? What? Why, is he there? I believe so, sir. Hold on a moment. Newman, he is a fake. And you checked his warrant card. Hello, uh, yes, 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 I'm here, Sergeant. You did say you were the manager of Bennington's Bank, Ellsworth, yeah, didn't you, sir? Yes, yes. Well, sir, I understand Inspector Froggart is supposed to be with you. Isn't he there? Yes, Sergeant, he's here. Uh, nothing wrong, is there, sir? No, no, nothing, nothing wrong. I, I was just checking. He's coming back, Mr. Eastwood. Shall I hide behind the door and cosh him with this bag of coppers? No. He's genuine. Damn. Are you sure? Positive. And if I catch you leaving the bank again without permission... Oh, yes. Get the money up from the vault. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry, Inspector. Take it easy, lad. Oh. Where's the money? Alan's gone to get it now. Good. Uh... uh Quarter to twelve. Uh, he should be here soon, and we mustn't keep him waiting. Uh, where did you park your car, Inspector? What? In the side road. <laughs> but don't worry, it won't attract attention. It isn't a police car. Oh. A special suitable banger we use for jobs like this. Looks like a pile of junk, uh, but it can do a hundred if it has to. Thank you, Mr. Mostyn. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Five past twelve and nothing's happened. It's all a hoax if you ask me. There's 40,000 quid in unmarked notes, all neatly stacked in the manager's office, and the door's unlocked. Tell you what, Heather, we'll start a fire, they'll all come running out, I'll nip in, grab the money, jump out the window, and I'll meet you round your place tonight. No, I'm washing my hair tonight. Well, lend me a luncheon voucher, then. No, you haven't paid back the last one. You're forcing me to raid the petty cash. Which won't be the first time. You'll get caught one of these days. 
funny if Mr. Newman has to visit you in prison, along with mm. all the... What's the matter? Just come in. What's in? White overalls, suitcases. Hand up and tell the inspector. No, remember what he said. Act normally. Good morning, sir. Can I help you? Are we going to get it all in? We'll get it all in, all right, sir. Don't you worry. This is a well-planned job. They'd know just how big the suitcases should be. Uh, this one's full. Any more room in yours, Mr. Newman? It, just about. It'll be a tight squeeze, though. Are you going to follow him? Oh, no chance, sir. We'd be spotted in seconds. They're just going to let him walk out of here with, with £40,000. If that's what they want, sir, that's what they shall have. No point in provoking them. <laughs> Not before we get your wife back, anyway. Oh. But uh, we won't lose track of him. We'll know exactly where he goes. Oh. Uh, ever seen one of these? Oh, what is it? You wouldn't believe it, sir, but this tiny object is a miniature microwave radio transmitter. Oh, really? Can I have a look? Uh -huh. They're tiny. Japanese? Yes. We can't make them that small over here. Our soldering irons are too big. <laughs> It may be small, but this transmitter can send out a signal which, with the right equipment, can be picked up over 20 miles away. Oh. Ah, you'll manage to get all the money in, Mr. Newman. It's all in. Good. Then, if I can just push this down to the bottom... That should do it. Now, we test to see if it's working. Ah, they don't write songs like that nowadays. Is that the receiver? A uh, pocket one, lad. Not very sensitive. Uh, they've got more powerful ones in the cars. Mm. I'll put it on the desk here. No need to have it so loud. Ah. Well, I see no reason why we shouldn't let the man have his money. Let's shut the cases. You take the large. I'll take the small, Alan. That's just what I was going to suggest, Mr. Newman. I hope he hasn't got to carry this far. I'll uh, open the door for you. Thank you. Uh, now that's the hard bit done. All we've got to do now is to make ourselves comfortable and wait. I see. I've got three cars triangulating his position. As soon as they've pinpointed his destination, we move in. Outside the range of your receiver soon. <laughs> you are a worry part, Mr. Eastwood. Well, the things are on a range of 20 miles, you said. Suppose he goes further than 20 miles. The cars will keep him in range, sir. They're mobile. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're not supposed to drink on duty, but uh, if it would help uh, steady your nerves, I don't mind breaking the rule of a lifetime. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, I, I think I'll join you. What about you, Newman? I don't think it advisable, thank you. I'll get it. Right. Yes? Uh, just a moment. It's for you, Inspector. Couldn't be the news we're waiting for. Target. Where? Good. No, no, don't make a move. 
I'll be right over. <laughs> it worked. We've got him. Where are they? A place called Emmett's Farm. Mm, this drink. Uh, About 12 miles from here. Uh, that's right, sir. Our chaps have uh, moved in as close as they dare, and uh, they've been watching through field glasses. Uh, oh, your wife is there, Mr. Eastwood. Uh, tied up, but as far as we can see, otherwise unharmed. Good, good. So, with luck, we'll get the crooks, the money, our transmitter back, and what is more important, the safe return of your lady wife. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Although I say it myself, sir, our policemen are marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I'm to direct operations, I'd better be off. Thanks for the drink. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, stay by the phone. The minute we've got your wife safe and sound, we'll let you know. Uh-huh. Good. Uh, so, that's it. All is well that ends well, eh? I shall have my wife back again, safe and sound. Oh, this uh, calls for a celebratory drink, I think. Uh, this time, I'll be pleased to join you. You will? Good. Good man. Uh, huh. uh, there we are, Newman. Uh, thank you. I'm so glad it worked out so splendidly. Yes, indeed. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Uh, Savage, at head office. I must let him know the news. Surprised he hasn't phoned. Miss, Karen. Yes. Excuse me, Mr. Eastwood. Heather, isn't it? Yes, sir. Why can't I get a reply from the switchboard? I think she's gone to lunch. Damn. Can you work it? Well, I can work it, but who's going to look after my tool? I'll take over at the counter. You hold the fort on the switchboard. Get head office for Mr. Eastwood. I will get a lunch hour, I suppose. Oh, I forgot. There's a policeman here to see you. Policeman? Please go in, sir. It's only me, sir. Well, Sergeant Parker, come in, Sergeant. This is Mr. Eastwood, our new manager. Mr. Eastwood, Sergeant Parker from our local station. Uh, how do you do? Yes, oh, dear. There's a queue forming. I'd better help out on the counter. Where the devil is Alan? Uh, Sergeant, what can I do for you? No uh, trouble, I hope? Oh, I don't think so, sir. It's just that we've had a call from a Mr. Savage of your head office. Oh, yes? He's your chief security officer, I understand. That, that's correct, yes. It seems he's had a lot of complaints about people trying to reach you by phone, sir. Oh? Well, apparently nobody's been able to get through. Uh, oh. You've been incommunicado, as it were. Oh. I tried to phone you myself. Uh, it rings, but no one answers. It's been that way for the past hour. It's that damn temporary. You'll have to go. Anyway, Mr. Savage asked if I'd just look in and make sure all was well. Yeah. Uh, I can see that it is, sir. Ah, yes, it's all ended excellently, Sergeant. Your Inspector Froggett's done a really, really marvellous job. Inspector Froggett, sir? Yes, Detective Inspector Froggett's your Thornwood Division. He's been in charge of this ransom business. Excuse me, uh, don't you think you could knock before you come in? Well, I'm sorry, but there's something wrong. Something? What do you mean? I've just spoken to Mr. Savage on the phone. He says he hasn't spoken to you at all today. What? He's been unable to get through until now. But he knows nothing about the kidnapping of your wife, and he certainly didn't authorise the release of £40,000. And we don't have an Inspector Froggett in our Thornwood Division, sir. Or anywhere else, for that matter. It sounds to me as if you've been the victim of a very elaborate and costly confidence trick. A trick? Nonsense, nonsense. What shall I tell Mr. Savage? I, uh, I, uh, Eastwood. Inspector Froggett would like to speak to you, Mr. Eastwood. Inspector Froggett? Yes, bring through. So, you don't have an Inspector Froggett, eh? Well, here he is, let's prove it. Hello. Hello, Mr. 
getting our part of the bargain as promised. Yeah. Thanks so much for the money. You'll find your wife at home. Hello. Hello. Oh, God, you're right. I think it's time to call the real police in now, don't you, sir? Any more calls through to Mr. Eastwood. Mr. Newman will deal with him. Well, Mr. Eastwood. Yes, Inspector. We've got a witness. He saw the man leave the bank with the suitcases. The man went to a car in the side street. An old green car. Mm, Froggart's car. A few moments later, he was joined by a man answering to the description of this chap, Froggart. Froggart was accompanied by a girl who we believe to be your temporary switchboard operator. Uh-huh. They all drove off together. But the girl was in on it? She had to be, sir. She was the key to the whole thing. They didn't need a great big gang. Just one girl this end and one man at the other end of the phone. Plus Frogger, of course. Only three of them? That's all, sir. One man was in a telephone kiosk somewhere, and no matter who you asked for, she put all calls through to him. Oh. He was Mr. Savage at your head office. He was the sergeant at the police station. <laughs> He was the police officers who phoned through to Froggart. Just one man at the end of a phone. And when he was all shit up, he just had to walk in here with two suitcases and you obligingly filled them up for him. So when I phoned Thornwood police to check that Froggart was genuine, the girl put you through to the accomplice, sir. Who, of course, was delighted to give you the assurances you wanted. Quite. And my wife? They must have gained entrance to your house shortly after you left for work tied her up and left her. Yeah. So long as you thought they'd taken her away, that was all that mattered. Right. Damned ingenious, really. Well, I'll send a car down to investigate. They'll bring her back here. Please, Mr. Savage, Mr. I'm Mr. sorry, Mr. but you're not stopping me. Right, who's in charge here? What's going on? I'm in charge, sir. Inspector Rayburn. And this gentleman is Mr. Eastwood, the manager. Might I ask who you are? I'm Savage, Bennington's chief security officer. Oh, hello, sir. Well, Mr. Eastwood, You've made a real mess of this, haven't you? Well, I... I... 40,000 pounds of the bank's money handed over just like that. Carefully counted, packed into suitcases and handed to them. I actually... There's going to be a full investigation, I can promise you. Heads will roll. My department is absolutely blameless. What progress have you made, Inspector? We've got descriptions, sir. For what they're worth. I've no doubt they were all well disguised. I understand recordings were made of the phone calls. Mr. Eastwood handed them to the inspector, the uh, fake inspector. I see. What about the switchboard operator, the temporary? Engaged through an agency, sir. They checked her references by phone. Need I say more? And a false address, I suppose? Exactly, sir. No, I get it, sir. Yes, what is it, Constable? All right, I can feel it. 
excuse me just a moment, will you, gentlemen? You've got a lot to answer for, Eastwood. One hell of a lot to answer for. The boy knew the detective was a fake. Newman suspected it, but you... I've phoned to confirm. You've phoned to confirm. It's just what they wanted you to do. Where was your sixth sense, your intuition, your natural caution? The first things we expect our managers to have. And 40,000 pounds. What's in that bottle? Hmm? Have you been drinking? No. After what happened at your last branch, have you been drinking? I told you. I give you fair warning, Eastwood. Fair warning. I make a full report of this. Don't expect any cover-up from me. We'll take this up again later. Excuse me, sir. What is it, Inspector? Mr. Eastwood. Yes? You say the gang let you speak to your wife over the telephone? Yes. Yes, she was hysterical. You heard them hit her to keep her quiet? Yes. Well, what is it? What's the matter? They hit her too hard, sir. Too hard? She was dead when my chaps found her. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, no. My dear chap, what can I say? We'll get them, sir. If it's the last thing we do, we'll get them. We're treating this as a full-scale murder inquiry. Huh? Who is it? It's me. Newman. Just a take. Right work, Mike. No one saw you. I don't think so. Arthur? What? It's our prison visitor. Huh? Oh. Hello, Newman. Just uh dividing up the spoils. Yeah. <laughs> Counting it was the hardest part. Well, we did it. We pulled it off. You <laughs> bloody fool, you blew it. Blew it? What do you mean? Haven't you seen the evening papers? We've not been outside. What did you have to kill her for? Kill her? She's dead. His wife's dead. You hit her too hard. The plan was you wouldn't touch her. I didn't touch her. I didn't even go inside the house. I cut the phone wires, that was all. But you phoned from the house. Of course I didn't phone from the house. I phoned from the telephone kiosk in the high street exactly as we arranged. Then how was he able to speak to his wife while you were there? Speak to her? Eastwood said you let him speak to her. He asked to speak to her, but seeing I was in the telephone kiosk in the high street, I could hardly comply, could I? I told him we'd already moved her out. I don't believe you. He said he spoke to her, and while he was speaking to her, you hit her and took the phone away. Him. He was lying. I never went to his house. There was no need. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why was he lying? Uh, how did he get on with his wife? They were at daggers drawn, apparently. Aha! He was in a state when he came in this morning. and had a row and she was leaving him. Oh, what? Wait a minute. There was blood on his cuff. He said he'd cut himself shaving, but I, I couldn't see a cut. And when I said I was phoning from his house, he replied, What is this? Blackmail. Now why blackmail? He thought we'd found his wife's body. He'd killed her and left her in the house. That was why he was in a state. He'd killed her. So right from the very start, he knew we we couldn't have kidnapped his wife. We thought we were playing him along. <laughs> and all the time, he was playing us. He couldn't have believed his luck. 
He does the murder. We take the blame. Oh, no wonder it was going so easily. I'm not getting involved in murder. I'm going to the police. Oh, you say what well, you want. Oh, no, you're not. This whole thing was your idea from the start. To get your own back on the bank for passing you over. It was supposed to be foolproof. Which is why me and Arthur came in with you. You're not dropping us in it just to satisfy your own conscience. You take your share, then go back to your job at the bank as if nothing had happened. Now, that was the agreement, and that's how it's going to be. But you don't understand. I can't go back to the bank. It's blown. We've had it. Look, where's the girl, the telephonist? I don't know. She should be here soon for a cut. She won't be here. I passed her digs on the way up. There was a police car outside. Why, you? How did they get onto her? The bank has offered £75,000 reward for information leading to the conviction of the killers of Mrs. Eastwood. Oh. I imagine she found the temptation too large to resist. Yeah, it's a damn sight better than a share of £40,000. Listen, our car's outside, quick! You're going too fast! I don't know what I'm doing. This car's too clapped out for speed. Out! It's no good! The steering's gone! Morning, Heather. Good Lord. You here already? What's up? Can you sleep? New manager starting today. Must create a good impression. Good. Here we are again. I can't help thinking of poor Mr. Newman. He got what he deserved. The wages of sin, Heather. Well, I've learnt my lesson. I'll be glad when Susan gets back from her holiday. Won't she be mad when she knows what she's been missing? I'll say. All right, I'm coming. John Bentley was Mr. Eastwood in Blood Money by R.D. Wingfield. Mr. Newman was played by Jonathan Scott, Heather was Joanna Wake, Alan, Hugh Jaynes. Arthur, who was also the man on the phone, the fake Mr. Savage and the fake police sergeant, Paul Meyer. Froggart, Roy Spencer, the real Mr. Savage, John Arnett, Sergeant Parker, Kenneth Shanley, Inspector Rayburn, William Edel, and the switchboard girl was Nicolette Mackenzie. Blood Money was directed by Graham Gould. And we'd like to apologise for a break in transmission just a few minutes ago, experienced by listeners on VHF. The Edinburgh Fringe is the largest arts festival in the world with 197 events this year. It's bigger than ever before. Hugh Jaynes. Arthur, who was also the man on the phone, the fake Mr. Savage and the fake police sergeant, Paul Meyer. Froggart, Roy Spencer, the real Mr. Savage, John Arnett, Sergeant Parker, Kenneth Shanley, Inspector Rayburn, William Edel, and the switchboard girl was Nicolette Mackenzie. Blood Money was directed by Graham Gould. <laughs>